This is the Good Regardless Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Ariano. Welcome back to another episode of Good Regardless. I'm your host, Leslie Ariano. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode number two. I am so excited for this episode, you guys. I have been waiting so long to talk about this topic, but before I get into that, I first off want to say thank you for all the love and all the support that you guys have been showing the podcast. Like every single message, DM, literally every word of encouragement, all the comments, like fill me up with so much joy and I will never ever get tired of hearing all the great words and just like the encouragement. It doesn't get old to me. And I and I, I just feel so grateful when you guys take the time to not only listen to the podcast, but to share, you know, your experience while listening to the podcast, share your words of encouragement, share literally any bits and pieces. It makes me feel so warm inside you guys. Like I will never get tired of hearing that. Um so Thank you for sharing that with me. Like Liz, you're always sending me so many words of encouragement and it it goes a long way. Like I can't thank you enough. You know, Danny, all the people that have really taken the time to um, you know, just share their opinion on the podcast. Like I'm always looking for constructive criticism or whatever it is. So I'm just so grateful that I have a community where you guys are actually like, you know, engaging and just giving me that love like supporting me like I feel so blessed y'all I feel so blessed to have you guys in this community and that you guys enjoyed the first episode um I have just gotten back from Joshua Tree. We spent the last couple of days out there. And when I thought of the new year, I really just wanted to ring it in so intentional. And I wanted to be in the desert doing absolutely nothing but just like enjoying company with Richard and just having a good time. So we plan like a little couples retreat for New Year's and we've never really gone away, just us two for the new year. Like we're always just doing all the things, partying, all that stuff. And I don't know, this year just felt different. So we went to Joshua Tree. And if you guys have never been and you live in the LA area, it is the most perfect place to go. Like, especially if you ain't trying to do nothing, but just enjoy each other's company. Like we literally just had dinner at the Airbnb, chilled, and it was just the perfect way to ring in the new year. And I cannot believe that it had taken me this long to go to Joshua Tree because I obviously live in LA and it's only like a two and a half hour drive and I've always wanted to go. And it's literally nothing but desert, you guys. So I'm, I'm like, I'm explaining this to you because I don't want you to go and be like, Leslie said that it was so cool. And you guys had a different expectation. Like this was definitely like a, a different type of vibe trip. It's not what we were ever used to. Like we live in the city. All our trips are, you know, to places that are very like stuff is going on and just being in the desert though. And just having that moment to reflect underneath the stars, you guys, it was just chef's kiss, kiss so perfect. And I am so grateful that we got to have that experience. So now every new year, we really want to make it a habit to just go away, just him and I, and just spend quality time together. Because like after the holidays, I think that there's just so much going on, celebration, and it's really nice to kind of just get away and just start the new year clear-headed. And I know a lot of us, like, I really wanted to make it that this year I wasn't just like, oh my God, January 1st, I got to get going, got to start everything. Like, I just wanted to just enjoy and we did just that. So if you're looking for a place to go and you're living in LA, definitely check out Joshua Tree. It's so beautiful. You won't be disappointed. But you guys, oh my gosh, I'm low-key a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I need some coffee right now. Give me a second. So this episode, you guys, is going to be about my testimony. My testimony and I have been waiting to talk to you guys about this testimony, my testimony, and really something that was defining in my relationship with God and just like that shift in momentum. So in the past year, 2023, I got laid off. And when I tell you getting laid off, you guys, like I know for if you're listening to the podcast, like 
maybe you don't think it's a big deal, but for, for me, y'all, it was a big deal. Getting laid off, you guys, was such a big deal. And I've been waiting to share the experience with you guys because I know so many people have had an experience like this and really how getting laid off was my testimony to realizing that Jesus is literally the only person that matters and really just has his hand just navigating my life. And it's so crazy that getting laid off from my job was like the thing that made me know for certain that God was real. Um, and I just want to unpack that with you guys because I think it was so perfect that I waited this long to share with you guys me getting laid off and this being my testimony because I needed to feel like all the emotions and like really just sit on what happened because I wanted to share it with you guys, obviously, because it was something that was so impactful, but I wanted to share it in the right way. And I wanted to make sure that this wasn't an episode of me like bashing and talking shit. Like I wanted to make sure that it was a good episode and like you were going to get something out of it. So I want to share with you guys, you know, my religious testimony, you know, how I kind of grew up and like pretty much why that situation led me to Jesus Christ. Um, and just kind of everything happened so perfectly, you guys. Like, and I am just ready to dive into it. So let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Let me get comfortable because we got we got some stuff to talk about. We got some stuff to talk about. Let me sip some more coffee, y'all, because I wrote notes just so I can make sure that like when you're talking on a podcast, there's so many things that you want to cover and you just want to make sure that, you know, everything gets hit and you're not jumping all, all over the place. So I have notes, but I want to just make sure that, you know, I'm speaking from the heart and like I'm able to see, you know, what I want to talk about. But it's just like real tiny bullet points. Cause I have been waiting y'all. Like when I, when I tell you guys, like, I'm like, okay, this is the episode that I'm most excited about because like now it's my turn. Like we're going to share what went down. Like what's good. Um, so first and foremost, a testimony for those who don't know, cause I didn't really know what a testimony was for quite some time. Like I knew a little bit of what a testimony meant and growing up, I grew up in the Catholic faith and um, I always knew that God existed. Like I always knew that, that there was a God out there. I just didn't know how to further develop that relationship with God. So, um, you know, growing up, I always kind of thought of like the experience that my, what my dad went through was like my testimony kind of, but it was more so his testimony. A testimony is pretty much like when you think about a court of law, people will come and be like, oh yeah, this is my testimony. This is my testimony, right? So it's pretty much like the evidence or like an affirmation that basically lets you know, okay, no, this is real. Like it is the the the, the one thing, the evidence experience. It's like, this is the, the defining moment, the testimony that pretty much proved to me like, oh, he's out there. Like God is real. So, um, yeah, so pretty much growing up in my experience, um, with God, it was, I knew he was always there. Like when I think about God, you know, I knew he was like, he was up in the sky, you know, like I knew that I could pray to him. I would pray to him. Like sometimes like when I needed something, it was kind of like one of those things. Like I knew he was there like far away, you know, that's kind of how I always felt God was like, I knew that he loved me and I knew that I can turn to him no matter what, but it wasn't like a close relationship. And I remember I always like really strive to, to want to know God more. And I just didn't really know how, like, I think that when I was younger, like I, I loved attending, you know, church. Cause I did feel like I got something out of it and I would pray sometimes like, and I, like, I knew he, he was there. Like I, I knew he existed, but that was like the extent of it. Like he was kind of like at an arm's reach, right? Um, like he was like all the way over there. And um, when, you know, I've talked about it recently with my dad, like testimonies um, for those of you guys who don't know, my dad suffered from a substance abuse for quite some time. And um, seeing him come out of that, I feel like was my first level of testimony. It was like my first like looking because I'm obviously a person that is like 
trying to understand by looking at other people's experiences. So when my dad got clean and he stopped using drugs, he would like, sometimes I would often catch him like praying and I don't think he knew that I was like looking. So he would like pray sometimes and like he would like read the Bible. So that was like my first like inclination to, okay, this is like some real stuff. Cause obviously like my dad's always been like my hero. He's the best dad out there. He is the most amazing father. And obviously if I'm seeing my dad, that's so incredible, give his life to Jesus and like be like, um, you know, surrendering to him. I was like, okay, what's this about? Like, if my dad's listening to this higher power, like there has to be something that's here. And obviously like when you are suffering from something like a substance abuse, which is so hard to like grip out of, like when you are dealing with something so dark that you don't even have control of, you need to surrender that to a higher power. So watching my dad, um, grow, like, you know, become sober and like always praying and like always telling me like, oh, if there's something that's going on, you know, just pray. Like, even though he didn't, I don't think he knew like the effects that it had on me, like it was so profound. So I'm, I remember like, you know, going to church in, you know, middle school, in high school. And then even when I went off to college, I was still seeking that, that like relationship with Jesus. Like I still wanted to feel him. And I feel like, um, you know, I, I knew he was there, but like I said, but I just wanted to feel him closer and I wanted to have a deeper relationship with him. So I remember I would try to go to like church when I was in um, Fullerton and it just, it didn't really click with me then. So it wasn't up until recently that, you know, I really just found my connection with God and where he really just came through and he saved me. Um, So I... To explain to you guys a little bit about who I am, like I am someone who has always been a worker. Like I love to work. Like I I define myself by what I do, who I am, how hard I work. So um, working has always just, I don't know, it's giving me like a sense of fulfillment. I feel like, um, like I've always been like very goal oriented. So hitting certain goals and becoming a certain type of person, right? Like in work just made me feel really good. And I feel like it was a way of me like feeling good about myself without really having to actually do the work. So I was like, oh, I'm this, like I'm Leslie. I work at Power in a Six. Oh, I'm Leslie, a marketing director. Oh, I'm I'm Leslie this, you know? So that was kind of like my experience with like work and my identification. I always identified myself with what I was doing and that's that's who I was. And it wasn't until recently that I that I found out that like, what you do isn't who you are. And I feel like a lot of the times, you know, we want to feel that sense of purpose with what we do in our work, but sometimes that's just not the case. And I feel like a lot of the times we can get ourselves into really like sad places when we realize that maybe what we're doing for work or whatever isn't fulfilling our purpose. Cause I feel like a lot of the times people will tell you like, Oh, if you find, if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. But like, what are the odds of us really, really hundred percent loving what we do. Like there's only, I feel like a few people that actually can really say that. So hearing that all the time, is kind of like, damn, like I want to love what I do and get paid for it, you know, type of thing. So when I started working at Power 106, that was such a profound moment for me because I genuinely loved working in radio and I never really envisioned like, a different career for me. So, um, I was working there and I was working at this cannabis company around the same time and both jobs were requiring a lot more from me. Right. So I want to paint you guys the picture. So you guys understand like why getting laid off was really a testimony for me and why I am so thankful that I got laid off. Like, even though in that moment and, you know, a couple of days after, like it was hard, like I knew that it was just faith and it was just like God really just was pulling me out of like the worst situation that I could possibly be in. And I left working at Power 106 because of a opportunity that was going to promise me more financial gain. And I was like, you know what? I love this, but this over here, it makes a little bit more money. So I'm going to go over here, you know? And um, it was good for a while until it was really not, you know, and I never 
really envision myself working in a cannabis industry in the cannabis industry because I just never thought that that was going to be the path that I took. And, um, you know, I don't want to say that the cannabis industry is all bad, but at the same time, like you have to understand certain industries are going to attract certain people and certain lifestyles. So like, for example, if you're working in the cannabis industry for an individual, like they probably have come from like a different era, a different mentality, a different, you know, whatever. And they were able to come into this like legal cannabis industry type vibe. Right. So, um, when I got laid off, you guys, it was so hard for me because I took that so personal because one thing about me is like, I pride myself in being such a hard worker. And when it happened, I was shook but I also wasn't shook because I was shook because I was like, how could this happen to me? Like I have given everything da, 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 da. and, but at the same time I knew I was like, well, you can't be surprised when things happen to you, when you know who it is that you're working for and you know, the type of people that you work for. So I couldn't really be mad at that. You know, it's kind of like when you hang out with people and you're like, I can't believe this person did this to me. It's like, what do you mean? Like they did that to that person. Like, what do you mean? You can't believe that. So, um, when things started to get really bad for me, like when it just really started to affect me, I really was like, okay, Leslie, like we need to figure it out. You know, it sucks because a lot of the times, you know, a majority of our time is spent at work. Like if you work a nine to five, you see your coworkers, you are at work more than you see your own friends and you more than you see your own family. If you're working a nine to five Monday through Friday, you spend most of your time at work. So like that environment and the people that you surround yourself with is so important. So it's really hard to leave things at work when it's so bad. Like you just, it naturally, it's like uh, you spend most of your day there. Like obviously these things and these flings are going to come home with you. So a lot of the times, like, you know, when people express how hor how hard it is to work at a certain situation, it, it's, it's because we spend a majority of our time there. So it's, it's really hard when things are not going right. It starts to seep into other areas of our lives. So, um, when I, I kind of knew I was like, okay, I already knew that this wasn't going to be like the end, the end goal for me. Like I never had envision, envision working in the cannabis industry or let alone like making a career out of it. But I, I am grateful for like the experience that, that, that was and what it taught me, especially since I worked for a company that like started from like the bottom, like they, I, I went to work for the company before they even opened their doors. And I started at the very bottom and I was able to work my way up and, you know, take the things that I learned in university and like all these different settings at power and, you know, become this marketing individual, a marketing director. And I learned so much because I didn't have anyone really like on my team. Like I kind of just really did it on my own and I was able to, you know, rely on other people, but it just taught me so much. And I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because I really feel like when you work for a startup, it's really cool that you get to, um, you know, have your hands in all these different areas, right? Like you get to really like have your hand in different things that maybe you would have never have done before if you worked for an established company, because there's like certain like, you know, checks and balances and rules or whatever. So when things started to get progressively bad for me, I already knew I was like, all right, Leslie, we got to go. We need, we need an exit strategy. What's the exit strategy? How are you going to leave? Because I, one thing about me is I was like, dude, like I, I don't like, I don't want to be unhappy. And it came to a point where I was very unhappy with the treatment that I was getting with the treatment of like, not only just what I was getting, but seeing the people around me get treated a certain type of way. Like it, it sucks, you know, like it sucks when, when, you know, a place that you love turns into something that you don't love no more. You know, like it sucks when you you have so much admiration for, you know, the thing that you're doing and then it starts to turn sour. It's like, damn, like it, it's hard to pull away from that because you 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 love this thing. Like I loved, you know, doing marketing. I love being a marketing director and doing social media. And I took a lot of pride in the company for, you know, being able to see it grow. And and I and I take great pride in the fact that like I genuinely when I when I do something and when I love something, like I'm gonna put everything I I have into that basket. You know, so it wasn't like, um, oh, 
whatever. Like, I just don't care. Like I, I will always care about the things that I do. So when I'm like there and I'm like, okay, I'm here, like I'm riding for it, you know? So seeing the evolution of the company, it was really amazing to see. And it was uh, great to be a part of. Um, but just like with anything, everything kind of runs its course and has its ends. And I feel like, you know, if you're someone that has worked in a setting that, you know, maybe in the beginning it was great and then it wasn't, I think that's just the way life goes sometimes and things can't be perfect forever. And I, and I feel like every, um, experience, whether good or bad, teaches us something and we could take it on to the next place. So uh, when things started to get really bad, I remember I was like telling Richard, I was like, we need an exit strategy. I'm going to save 25,000. I don't, I don't even care what, like even it's not, that's not a, not a lot, but I'm going to just save that. And then I'm just going to quit. Like, I'm just going to like put it two weeks and let's just like, I just got to go. Like, it was just so bad to the point where I was like, I just got to leave. I'm going to save this much. Give me a little cushion, you know, until I figure it out. And, um, I started to really just take all the feelings that I was getting at work, like all the, the, like the negative stuff that was going on. I was starting to bring it into my home and into my heart. So like when things started to get really bad, I would say like a year ago today, I was still working at the company and I already knew like, okay, like I have to figure out a way to leave because I just couldn't look at myself in the mirror and be happy at who I saw anymore. I was starting to become someone that I didn't recognize. I was very unhappy. I was, you know, feeling like I had lost my purpose in life. I just didn't understand anymore. Like I was just so lost working here. And, you know, the environment that it was, it just wasn't a good environment for me anymore. And I'm the type of person too, that like, I will speak and say what I have to say. Like, I don't really, I'm going to say it with grace. You know, I'm going to try my best to say it with grace. And, um, I feel like during that time, I noticed that like, I was turning into like a real person that I just didn't recognize. And I didn't like, I didn't like her. I didn't like, you know, the fact that I wasn't able to control my feelings anymore. When I felt like I was being like, you know, treated a certain type of way, I would just lash out. And I was just like, I would see, you know, like, my coworkers and like the way they were being treated and like, you know, the lack of leadership. And I was just getting so overwhelmed and so frustrated at the fact that there was no sense of structure. And I was just like, I would, you know, try my best to advocate for like, um, you know, the fellow employees. And I remember it got to the point where like, I would be like jokingly called like the union rep. Cause I was like, always like trying to like stick up for like the other employees. And I was just like, whatever, like at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm going to say what I think is right. And it is what it is. So I want to tie this into my testimony because I feel like God will really just grab you when you're at your lowest moments in life. And um, when I started to have these really bad feelings and I was just like, you know, when you wake up every single day and it's like dragging feet, like when you wake up every single day and you're just like, oh my God, like I can't imagine getting through another day. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I just, and I know, and I'm sharing this with you guys because I know that there is you know, a lot of people out there that have felt this way in the places that they've worked, you know, whether it be because of like, you know, bad leadership or, you know, maybe you have a bad boss or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I feel like it's important to talk about that because I don't feel like, you know, it is, it is too much to ask for having like a positive place to go to work. And I think that, um, a lot of our experience was experiences at work can, like I said, seep into like our, our day-to-day life. Right. So, um, getting laid off was like a huge, like, it was a huge thing for me. And, um, it was, it was a little bit before that, that I really started to find Jesus because, um, I started to to again, like I was looking for an exit strategy and I was having a lot of spiritual warfare. So pretty much like the last six months of me working at this establishment, I was not able to sleep at night. I was super stressed out. I was like waking up every single night. I was not able to get a good night's rest. I was super irritable. I was just like not 
it. I was just, you know, like my soul was just not at rest because I knew that I was in a place that I wasn't supposed to be anymore. And I knew that there was no light at the end of the tunnel in this situation. And that caused me a lot of anxiety and it caused me a lot of pain. And I, that, I think that that moment in my life allowed for me to make room for Jesus and who God was. So because my situation at work was so bad in, you know, the fact that like, I was just, it, it was just not, it was just not the place that I had envisioned anymore. And, you know, I don't want to get into specific details because I don't want this to turn into like a, a bashing episode. That's not what this is about. I want it to turn into how that moment was so pivotal and how it, it led me to Jesus. So um, about six months ago, no, almost a year. So when was it? It was like, I think it was like six to eight months before I got laid off. I went to church for the first time and I went to freedom and I was like, oh my God, like slowly God really started to enter in my heart. I went to church for the first time and it was just the most amazing feeling. And even though I was in a position where I felt so lost and I felt so just, you know, uncertain about my future, God really started to give me hope and he started to really um, bring faith back into my life. So um, I'm realizing that, you know, just because I'm in this low season in my life doesn't mean that things won't look up. Like sometimes we need those really low moments in order to, to develop our faith. So, um, I started to find Jesus. I started to read my Bible and then I started to, you know, attend church regularly. I joined a life group. Things started to look up. And I, and you know, if you're in a situation at work where, you know, you feel like you're dragging feet to go there and you feel like you've lost a sense of purpose, a shift in attitude can really change everything. Like the last six months, like even though it was uh, really hard for me to wake up every day and go to work at this establishment. Um, I started to change my, my mindset. And I was like, instead of thinking and complaining about all the things that were going wrong with this place and with, um, you know, just like everything that was going wrong, I started to just really switch to like having like a gratitude type of mindset and just thinking about all the things that, you know, I did have, at least I have this, at least I have a secure check, at least, you know, you know, I have a place to go to work. And that really helped me, switch my mood around like I I genuinely genuinely feel like before I operated like with dark versus light like now when I when I I move I don't know I just it just feels different I feel like light versus dark so um so my testimony really kind of began so it, it kind of just worked out so perfectly um I was trying to figure out, you know, an exit strategy. I'm not the type of person that's just going to walk out and quit and just like leave like all of a sudden, even though those that's literally how I felt like when, when things are just going, you know, so bad mentally and just whatever, like you just have, you just want to just say F it and just walk out. Like that was never going to be me because that's just not the type of person that I am. And um, I remember we... I, me and Richard got baptized and right after we got baptized, everything kind of just started happening so perfectly. Um, I got baptized in September. I joined a life group the week after and it just all started to feel better again. And I felt like something was about to happen in my life that God was preparing me for. So um, when I got baptized, that moment, it was like this, this, like I, that solidified, like the fact that like I was surrendering my plan, the one, the one that I had created for my life. And I was giving, I was giving it up, raising my hands. I was like, God, I don't know. I don't know what the future has. And I don't want to be the writer of my life anymore. I just want to follow you. And that's it. Like when I got baptized, that was like the one thing I was like, I don't, I don't know what my, what the future looks like. And I don't, I don't care to know. I just want to follow you and I want to do what's right by you. So when I started to experience more of that spiritual warfare, that is when I really just began to just seek God. And I remember like when I would go on walks. So instead of like getting so upset at certain things like I would just go on walks and that was like my escape so during work I would be like all right I'm going on a 30 minute like I literally needed to go on a 30 minute walk to 
calm down, not get upset at certain things and just like, okay, like it's, it's all good. Like it's, I, and I started to walk y'all. And then my love for walking developed because I would just go put on my AirPods and I was just like zone out and I would just, you know, pray to God, like, okay, like, you know, whatever I was, was on my mind, whatever situation that happened at work that maybe, you know, I didn't have control over or something that happened that was like upsetting to me or like something was done to me or whatever. Like I just really started developing like going on walks and shout out to going on walks because that is literally what helped me lose weight is the fact that like it was so bad. Like certain situations were so hard to deal with that I had to go walk and thank thankfully it was like a good outlet. And that is really where I started to talk a lot with Jesus and to just really just like pray on it. And, um, I remember like I was asking for prayer in this situation and I just really was like, God, like constantly trying to like ask, like, please just give me guidance, like give me guidance. So I know what to do in this season of my life. Like, what do I do? So I got baptized. Right. And then I started really going to the Bible and I was just like, okay, I need some guidance. I need some information. And I remember you guys sitting in my bed and this is like when it had gotten to the point where I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I would talk to Richard with Richard about the situation. I would talk to my parents. I was like, I, you know, I'm to the point where I don't know my parents, my dad, I remember like talking to him about everything that I had gone through and the experiences that I had and how it was getting progressively worse. And he was just like, so like, adamant on me leaving. And I just like, I just couldn't, I couldn't leave because I just was so honestly, I just had a lack of faith at that time. And I feel like because of my lack of faith, I stayed in a situation a lot longer than I should have. And I feel like a lot of the times we find ourselves in situations that we should have left a long time ago because we don't trust, you know, really in ourselves and we don't trust in who God is. God is someone who is always going to provide. He's always someone who is going to love you and he's going to know what's best for you. And sometimes, you know, we find ourselves going in circles and going in circles and going in circles and doing the same thing and being in the same situation because we we lack that faith. So I began reading my Bible. I was just trying to find answers anywhere that I could. I had no more allies left at this establishment. I was like by myself. No one, I was just like, okay, this is, it's just me. Like the vibes were just off. Imagine like having like people that like you work under and like the, just the vibe of just like the energy was just not it. It was just not it. And I knew that I was ostracized. Like I was by myself over there and it hurt me. It really hurt me for some time. But then I, started to just realize, Leslie, there's a reason why you're not in that mix anymore. Thank God, because you don't want to be around people that you can't, that don't have the same values, that don't have the same morals. Like sometimes like I would be so sad, like, damn, like I'm not getting invited to lunch. Like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm not like being included in conversations about like, and I want, I want to get, you know, the store to be better. Like, and I have all these ideas and like, you know, I I just have so much that I want to give and they don't, they don't want it. And I started to like, get really sad. Like I was just like, damn, like, you know, I used to be, I used to be in the mix and now they don't want that. Like, you know, and it really got to me and I was really sad. And then it was during one of those walks that I really realized like, Leslie, like there's a reason when you're not getting it, when you're not in certain situations, that is a protection. You're not in situations, especially when they're not going to be a positive one. That is a protection from God. He is removing you from a place and from people where you should not be around. And when I started to think about it that way, I was like, okay, well, instead of being sad about it or being upset or asking like, what, what, what did I, you know, why? I was like, well, you know, you are the company that you keep. If you're around people and they're, you know, being this certain type of way and saying these certain types of things and, and, you know, this is their mindset and this is their mood. Like that's going to rub off on you. You don't want that. You don't want to be around people like that. It's cool. And then that's when things really just started to to switch up. Um, I was in my room and I, I don't read the Bible like this anymore, but I literally put my hand on my Bible and I said, God, please just, I need a message from you. I need to know what to do. I'm in this really sticky situation at work where I'm not happy anymore. And I just feel so lost. Like, please, God, help me and just give me a message. And I open up the book to the book of Job. And 
when I tell you the hairs on the back of my head rose up, I was in shock. The book of job when I need some advice and I need some guidance on my job. What? Like, it's just so perfect. Like, I just couldn't even believe it. Like, I didn't even know that it worked like that. Like, God will literally work in the real world just like that. And I remember taking a picture and I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I took a picture and I sent it to Richard because I was so shook, you guys. And I'm like, look, like, picture, boom. I was like, I just asked God to give me guidance about, you know, my work situation. And he just led me to the book of job. Like someone is punking me right now. Someone is, someone is, someone is, I don't even know what to say, you know? And then I was so shook. And the reason why I was so shook is because I literally asked for that. I asked for God to sh give me guidance on my work situation. And he opened me up to the book of job. And the, I'm new to, to, you know, reading the Bible. I'm new to the Christian faith. So I didn't even know that there was a book of job. I didn't even know that there was a book of job that even existed in the Bible. Like I knew of like the Psalm, you know, they talk about the, you know, the new Testament, like, you know, you, you hear about Mark, Luke, Psalm, but like, I didn't know a job. I didn't even know that existed in the Bible. So it was just like a, like a mind blowing moment for me. And I'm so like passionate talking about it. Cause this is literally how I felt. And I was like, Oh, something going on right here. This is the Holy Spirit. This, this is, this is like, Jesus is talking to me right now. And when you see the Bible, it's like, dude, the pages are like little thin pages. Like it, the chances of me opening up to the book of job, like what? So anyways, y'all, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading the book of job, right? I'm reading the book of job. I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. So I start reading and I'm like, wait, what? Wait, huh? Like what was going on here? And I was confused, you guys. This is, and this was a week before I got laid off. A week before I got laid off. I got laid off on a, I want to say it was a Thursday. So yeah, it was a Thursday. I got laid off on a Thursday. So the Wednesday before this happened and the, 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 the spiritual warfare was just more and more and more. So I was just seeking God more and more and more. I was more like, my soul was a little bit like, uh, I didn't know, you know, where to go. So I was just looking for answers anywhere I could. I was looking for Jesus to give me answers in my job situation. And when I read the book of job, I was like, Oh, like this is looking a little scary right now. Like I was like a little, like I wasn't, I was a little, a little taken back. I'm going to give you just a brief story on the book of job. So pretty much the book of Job is about a loyal servant named Job. So this man named Job um, pretty much starts off with having everything that he's ever wanted. Like he has, uh, you know, he's he's very wealthy. He has an amazing family. You know, he has, um, you know, cattle and whatever. He's like super well off, right? And he is a loyal servant to God. So he's loyal to God and he has all these things and Pretty much what happens is um, Satan comes into the picture and, and tells God like, oh, you know, the only reason why Job is loyal to you is because he's had everything that you he could ever want. Like he has no need, like basically to curse you. Like you've job is a loyal servant. The Satan is telling like God that he's loyal because of, of all the things that he has. If you were to take all that away, he would curse you. And they test job. Like, okay, let's see. So when I'm reading that, I'm like, okay, so job gets things taken away. He, he loses his money. He, he becomes not wealthy anymore. He, he loses his family. And it's just like thing after thing after thing that's happening to job. And I'm scratching my head. Like, wait, what? Like what, what is going on? And like, not knowing that like God was sending me a message and I was just reading that and I'm like, okay, maybe this is like a hypothetical situation. Like maybe he's just telling me like to be grateful and like, you know, have like be grateful because like I, when I look at my life, you guys, like I have been so favored and I have been so blessed. Like I have been blessed to have so many amazing, not only opportunities, but to be, you know, in this family, like have an amazing family. I've been, you know, able to, to travel the world. I've been able to accomplish so many dreams. Like I really have given been given everything thanks to God and and that's why I've always been like super grateful but at the same time like I just knew like I needed to be tested in this way because like we need that season of like 
lost and like season of losing something to be able to develop our faith. Imagine if like everything were to always go right in our life, there would be no opportunity or no need for us to develop our faith because like everything's perfect. Like you wouldn't need to count on God if things are going right every single day. So when I was reading the book of Job and like I'm I'm hearing that this man is losing everything. I'm just kind of like, okay, so like, is this going to happen to me? Like I'm now I'm scared. Right. And, um, I was reading and reading and reading. And, um, during that week, it just all kind of started to fall into place. I remember, you know, going to my life group and asking them for, you know, guidance. And I was like, can you please, please pray for me? Like I'm in this really, you know, bad situation at work. It's causing me a lot of um, spiritual anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm not able to sleep at night. I'm not, you know, happy here anymore. Like, please pray for me and, you know, help me. And I remember I was like, I was looking for new jobs already. I was like, I just, I need to get out. And, um, you know, I kept reading my Bible. And then I remember the week that I got laid off, a lot of like the, the main heads of the company, they went to like a marketing event. And I remember seeing that on Instagram and I was like, Oh, like, that's really weird that like, I wasn't invited. Like I'm like the person that does all the marketing. Like, I don't know why I wouldn't be invited. Like, and I just, I knew that like something wasn't right anymore. And, um, you know, I remember, like going to the store and I was telling my mom, I was like, I'm going to get laid off tomorrow. They're going to fire me. And she was just like, no, they're not going to do that. Like, what do you mean? Like you've given so much to them. Like you've done everything for them. Like they wouldn't do that. And I'm like, no, like, yeah, I think it's, it's going to happen. Like, I know, I know it. And, um, I remember like seeing that. So I texted the CEO. I was like, hi, so-and-so like, you know, um, I saw that the, uh, the, you know, we were at this event in the cannabis industry in Los Angeles. I think it would have been such a great opportunity for me to like be included. Me over here trying to send like a professional message. Like, um, I would love to be included next time. And like nothing like radio silence. I was like, okay, like, okay. So I remember the night before I got laid off, you guys, I got on my knees and I prayed to God. And I was like, God, like if this place isn't for me and I'm not meant to be here no more, remove me. That's literally what I said. I was like, if I'm not meant to be in this establishment, remove me because I don't have the strength to do that myself. Even though like I had already been wanting that for a year and I just couldn't imagine another holiday season. I couldn't imagine another, you know, five, six months working at this establishment, I just didn't have the faith and the confidence to leave. And I knew I needed God's help. So I got on my knees and I prayed to God and I was like, God, please, please, please just do what you need to do. And it wasn't God, please provide me with a job so I can quit. It wasn't God, please line up something and have it work out so perfectly. I didn't ask for that. I asked God to remove me and to do what he saw best. And I think that sometimes when we pray, we want things to work out so perfectly. And I, and I think that, you know, our God is such a loving father and he knows what we can handle. And he is going to give us experiences that we need good or bad to shape us. So I, in that moment knew that there was power in me just surrendering and just, I, w I wasn't like, I was just hands up in the air, God, please just do what you need to do. And the next day, literally the next day, I get into the office. Leslie, um, thank you for all you've done. You know, unfortunately we have, we don't have money anymore to pay for your position. Effective immediately, you are being laid off. And in that moment, I was like, I knew it was coming, but I was like, ugh, like, and I knew it was for the best, but it still hurt. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it still hurt. And I'm a crier. Like, you guys already know, like, I be crying. So it was like two of them in the office telling me this. And I was like, it's just like, okay. You know, like, I was just like a weight off my shoulders, but I also was really hurt. Cause it's like, damn, like you give everything you have to a company that you've helped kind of like over, you've helped along the way, like you've always given everything that you've got. And you know, it sucks. Like, and sometimes I see those videos and it's like, Oh, like you should always give it two week. And it's like, bro, like y'all didn't even give me a two week. Like y'all pulled me from the place that I was supposed to like, you know, power 106 and asked me so deeply, please come work for us full time. And it was just so many questions that were in my head. And I started to just get really angry. I was like, you guys, like I was so upset. I couldn't believe it. And, um, 
I remember I was like cr- like half crying and like half like trying to catch my breath because I'm a crier. Like I have to let out my feelings, whether it's a, either it's sadness, happiness, or even if I'm like super mad, like I'll cry. And I remember like, I I was like, you know what? I was like, thank you guys for, you know, the last four years. I appreciate, you know, the experience that this was. I just want to let you guys know that the way I've been treated here is completely unacceptable. And I hope that you guys don't treat you continue to treat other people like this because it is just not okay. And I like grabbed my check and my last money and I just was like, I'm leaving. And I left and I, and I, and I sat in my car and I cried. And I just knew in that moment that God did what he had to do. And it was my realization that what I had prayed for had finally came true. God, God removed me and he knew that I wasn't going to be good if I continue to stay here. And like having that, that faith, like getting to know who God was before this happened, I think was so important because I feel like I could have taken that situation and been like, Oh my gosh, like God doesn't love me. You know, this happened to me. It's so horrible. But I didn't feel that way at all. If anything, it was just a testimony because it all happened so perfectly. Me reading the book of Job, me, you know, asking for prayer, me, you know, asking to be removed. And it just, it just happened so perfectly that I just couldn't deny that this was God's plan for my life. And, um, it, it stung, but I knew that it was just necessary. And, um, I went home and I finished reading job because it was, it's a, it's a long you know chapter and I finished reading the book of job and it was pretty much, you know, the takeaways from that were just like always to have faith in who God is. And sometimes we don't understand why things happen. That's not our job to understand every single thing that happens to us. But we, what we do need to understand and know in who God is, God is a loving father. He's always going to want what's best for you. So even if a situation doesn't like feel good, that doesn't mean that it's not leading you to the next step into your next road. I think about, you know, how important it was for me to be removed from that establishment. And if I want to, you know, continue to follow Jesus and, and I want to become, you know, a better person, like I can't, I can't stick around the same energy and I can't, you know, stick around, you know, individuals or people that are going to make me, you know, compromise who I am. And like, obviously like at the end of the day, like everybody has their own choice. But the point is, is like what you surround yourself with is eventually going to seep into you. So regardless of that's not how I am, but like the point is, is like you're around, they say the, the five people that you hang around with the most are who you're going to become. So I just knew like, it just was time for me to, to, to move on to the next, the next phase of my life. And I, I'm thankful for that experience and everything that it taught me good and bad. And I'm thankful that you know, I was able to know that that situation that may have be looked at as a negative to a lot of people was actually God saving me. And I was so sad, but I was also so thankful that I finally was able to rest and my soul felt good. Like there's nothing like feeling like you have a good, like there's nothing better than feeling like I can breathe again. Like my soul feels right. And that night, you guys, I slept like a baby. Like I slept through the night and I hadn't slept through the night in, in months. Like I literally didn't, would not sleep. And I remember my parents like, dude, are you okay? Like I I wasn't able to sleep. And that night, like, even though like I should be worried, I'm like, oh damn, I got laid off. Now what? I didn't get no two week notice. I didn't get no severance, but you know, what am I supposed to do? I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really worried about that because I knew that like God is going to, you know, God is going to get like, he's going to have my back. And that's how I felt. And, um, I read the book of job and pretty much at the end, you know, like through this whole season of job, losing all these things, he remained faithful in who God was. He didn't understand why things were happening to him. And I feel like a lot of the times, like we think if something bad happens to us, it's because we've done something wrong or we've sinned or whatever. And that's just not the case. Like there's just some things that happen that are unexplainable. But like I said, like you will not get put through something that you cannot handle. And it's important for us to be tested. And it's important for us to go through hard things because they, they develop our character and they make us a stronger individual. And we're able to to share the knowledge of that experience with others. If you don't ever go through anything, how are you going to be able to pass along the wisdom of an experience to the next generation, to the people around you? So I just knew that like, oh, like I have 
God has really shown me so much favor and he's asking me in this situation of my life, in my work situation to trust him and trust his plan. And I could do that. And I, and I was, I was studying and I was following him and I knew I was like, okay, God, like you're asking me to trust you in this area of my life. I trust you and I give it all to you and I will do it again. And I think sometimes we, we plan too much. We focus too much on our plan. And I feel like that takes away from us you know, being able to trust God, you know, we can plan all we want, but God's purpose for our life will always prevail. And it like brings me back to like that one picture that everyone always talks about, but it's so true of Jesus. And he has a big bear in the back of his hand and he's talking to a young girl and he's asking the young girl to trust him and to give up her little bear. And, um, you know, she doesn't see what he has behind you know, his back, like he has a big bear, give me your small bear and I'm gonna give you this big bear. And it's asking for, for, and he's asking for that girl to trust him. And he's asking for, for you and in wherever you're at in your life to trust him in that he is a loving father. He wants what's best for you. And he knows what is best for you. You don't know what's best for you. God knows what's best for you. And, um, you know, I feel like just, being able to get through that moment and just know that that was God's favor and, um, you know, realize that that was really his, his plan for my life. He took me out of a situation that he knew I had no business in. And, you know, I'm thankful because I really learned a lot. Like I learned a lot and I learned that, you know, there's nothing in the world that compares to, to having that love and that grace from God. And I feel like a lot of the times we focus on a lot of the wrong things. Like we see really successful people and we're like, wow, we want that. Look at that person over there has that, that, and that, the house, the car, you know, the bling, bling, whatever. Like, and you, you start to idolize those things, but then you realize like, damn, like, but inside they don't really got anything. Like, you know, they don't, they don't have that love, like what's going on with the family dynamic. And it's just giving me such a different definition of what success is. Now, when I think of success, I think of, you know, someone who operates from a loving place, operates with Jesus in mind. I don't like now see someone who's super successful and automatically think like, wow, this person has it all figured out because I know that's not true. You know, obviously, you know, I think also too, when you work in situations, like it's so important to have good leaders in business because if not, it just will crumble. And I think a lot of the times we see someone in authority, we see a position of authority and just because you have that like position, like you're the position of authority doesn't make you a leader. You know, a leader is someone who inspires and who, um, you know, is stern when need be, but also is looking out for the best interests of the people that work for them. You know what I'm saying? So I am thankful that, you know, God has really opened my eyes to what it, it means to be successful and what it means to really, you know, live a purposeful life. You know, now I think about it and I'm like, you know, if I have to be this certain type of way to get to this next level, I don't want it. If I have to compromise who I am, my soul, my integrity to get to the next bag, I'm good. Like I'll get it my way. I don't want it if I have to do it that way. And if I have to become a person that I don't recognize and that I'm not proud of, you know, a lot of the times we want to sit at the table, but we don't even like the people that are sitting at that table. Like we, we don't, you know what I'm saying? I was reading the Bible today and I, the best bar ever from Jesus. It says, it said in Proverbs, I was like, hello, this is so funny. It said in Proverbs, um, I'm not sure exactly where, but I put it in quotes because I wanted to, um, I wanted to save it for you guys. It says better to share a bowl of vegetables alone than share a steak with someone you hate. I was like, what? That's a bar right there. And I put it in quotes because I was like, that is so true. You know, ask yourself, are you proud of the people that are around you? I think that's so important. And I feel like it'll redefine what we see as successful. I feel like for such a long time, I didn't know. I had a, a different view of what success was. I had a monetary amount to it. It looked like this. It had this bling, bling, bling car over here. And I just don't see that as successful anymore if it doesn't come with the integrity and if it doesn't come the right way. And um, I'm glad that I was able to come to that realization and that God granted me that wisdom. You know, following God means that you unlock a different level of wisdom that you never knew before. And it's so crazy because like I think of, you know, myself and like, 
you think of like, oh, you, you, sometimes when you get older, you know how you don't really feel older until like a couple months into that year. Like if I turn 27, like I don't really feel like I'm 27 that day of until like maybe a couple months down the line. When I started following God and reading the Bible, it unlocked a different level of wisdom that I was just like, didn't even, a different level of consciousness that I'd never even experienced before. Like I was having dinner with my dad the other day at, um, sushi and we were just having this conversation about religion and God and Jesus and and faith and I was talking to him and I felt like I had just awakened a different mindset because of me following God and and, and trusting in who he was and obviously my dad has gone through so much in life so us being able to really sit there and talk about God and talk about Jesus and like what he's done for us and how he saved us in all these different ways it was just such a full circle moment you guys and I just like knew in that moment, I'm like, this is exactly the path that was meant to happen. I feel like if I would have never gotten laid off, I would have never had this season of, you know, the waiting period. And I would have never, you know, really been able to be tested. And I feel like this season of my life of like, oh damn, you got laid off. Something bad happened to you type thing. It's God's way of being like, okay, here, Leslie, I'm asking you to have faith in who I am. And it's not always going to work out so perfectly. We can't expect our life to always work out according to plan. Sometimes our plan is too small compared to what God has in store for you. And it's, it's, I believe that 110%. And like, even recently, like I heard this such an amazing, like little sentence that I was like, that is so true. I feel like we are naturally so focused on getting to the next level, you know, financially, we want the next status, you know, we want to achieve all those great things. And I feel like that's so amazing. but we don't really talk about how we're going to do it. Um, I heard this one sentence that I thought was so amazing. And it was, um, God is more concerned on who you're becoming than where you're going. And I was just like, damn, like that just made so much sense to me. God is so more concerned about who is Leslie becoming as a person? Is she becoming more loving? Is she becoming more compassionate? Is she serving more people? Like, what is she really doing? And then I started to think, I'm like, this is really what life is about. Like people will have you thinking that life is about accolades and about reaching all these things. And, and they don't talk about like the, the true meaning of living here on earth and having an experience here on this planet while we're here. I was walking and I was thinking, I'm like, what about if we had like stats once we died? Like you have, you have your death stats. I don't think that Jesus is going to go and be like, okay, here she is, Leslie, whoever your name is, you know, let's any name, like once I'm dead and be like, okay, she got this many likes on Instagram. She got this many followers. She died with this much in her bank account. Okay. She, she did all this. Oh, she was good. Go on ahead, go to heaven. I just don't think that that's how it's going to work anymore. Like, I feel like it's going to be more, all right, what did she do for those around her? Like, how did she serve? Like, how many memories did she make with her family? Like, what did she really leave behind? Like, did she plant seeds? Did she, you know, speak from the heart? Did she have integrity? Was she a good person? And if I can sit here and be like, I was, and I and genuinely feel like I was a good person, then I'll be okay with the choices that I've made. Um, you know, I've I've realized that, you know, you can't allow other people and their thoughts on you dictate how you feel about yourself. And I think that, you know, coming to this realization, coming to my faith, I just have a different, you know, sense of life and like I have a different appreciation for it. And I feel like a lot of the times, like you will start to feel very like you're in this rat race. They talk about it, you know, sometimes like on the internet, like, what are we really racing for? Like, we're going, we're going, we're going, where are we going? You know what I'm saying? Like you have people that are like, okay, like this person's going over here and this person's over here. And, you know, they're just going, 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 but like, who are they developing as an individual? And I just feel that, you know, if we had more people worrying about who they were becoming than what they were getting, our world would be such a better place. And I just, you know, my hope for you guys, if you're listening to this and you are in an ex in a work environment where you don't feel appreciated, where you feel like you're lost, where you don't have purpose, just because you don't have purpose there doesn't mean that you can't find it. I genuinely feel like having a, a job is such a blessing. And I feel like, you know, just because you don't have purpose doesn't mean that you can't find that somewhere else. And honestly, like having a job is such a blessing. Think about it like this, like, okay, I have this job. It's providing me with some financial security so I can go and find my purpose. So I can go and help 
other people and I can do other things. Don't, you know, if you're in a bad situation, don't dwell on it. Think about all the things that you do have. Don't sit there and be like, well, yeah, like, you know, this is so horrible and that's it. Like, I feel like having a mindset of gratitude, even if the situation is so bad, horrible and bad it's gonna allow you to be ready for the next season of your life so I feel like that is like one of my best tips for you guys is to definitely develop that sense of gratitude no matter what stage you're in in your life and also like if you are looking for another opportunity like have faith and and start to really work on that like whatever it takes like well maybe you need to work on your resume maybe you need to start you know asking for connections maybe you need to start putting those things into motion so then God can help you push the rest. You know what I'm saying? So I like, it's crazy that me getting laid off was like a testimony to me, but it really, really was like, I just knew that God saved me. I, I saw the the life that I was going down, um, surrounded by the, you know, people and things that just didn't align with who I was inside. And I just feel like God grabbed me. He said, Nope, come here. You're going to go over there. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful for that. Like I really, really am. And I think that, you know, it's important to to trust in the time of uncertainty and trust when you're in the really in the lows and you feel like, oh, damn, like what the heck? Like that is when God does his best work. God will do his best work when when you are down. You know what I'm saying? He will pull you out. And that is how resilient, and how amazing and how loving our God is. And, you know, I was kind of nervous to talk about this episode because obviously like, you know, me even though I've always believed in God coming new to my faith, I know there's like a lot of like stigmas that come along with it, you know? And I feel like, oh, like I always feel like, damn, like, am I perfect enough? Am I like good enough to talk about Jesus? Because he's such an amazing God and I don't want to let him down, you know? And like, I am excited for this project because now like that I do have this level of like wisdom, another level that I didn't know before. Like, I want to share that with you guys because I feel like the people, you know, when you hear someone always talk about God and like they're so passionate about it is because they know that God has saved them in so many ways. They've cured their anxiety. They've, it's helped them cure their depression, their their feeling of hopelessness. God has helped them restore their life. Like now I feel so like I operate from a place of love and like I feel so happy to know God's God's presence and his grace. So naturally, like I want to share that with those people around me because I know that the world is filled with so many broken people. I know that there's a lot of people out there that struggle with, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, that they feel lost. And like now you have the code. Like you you figured it out. You're like, oh, like I have I have this superpower. I want to share it with you guys. And that's what it is when you when you find God. And and it's not to say that when you when you start following God that nothing bad's gonna happen to you. That's not what it means. It means that now you have the strength of Jesus to get you through those tough moments and those tough seasons. It's not to say that nothing bad's going to happen to you, but now you know that you have a God that is writing for you and that wants the best for you. And I want to share that with you guys. You know, I want to share that with with anyone out there that wants to listen. And I hope that that comes off like always like with a place from grace. Like even when I got laid off, like low key, like I was real, it took me a while to not be upset anymore. Like I was really upset because again, like I had given everything that I had and I just thought like the way that I was treated was just so uncalled for. And I was mad and I was angry, you know, not at God, but at the situation. I was like, how could these people do me like that? You know? And you start to ask yourself all these questions and then you start to hold into this like anger and this resentment. And I was like, wait, no, like that's not what is supposed to happen here. And I literally had to do the work every single day, do the work to be like, you know what, God, like, I pray for these people. I pray that they that they know your love. And I, even though it didn't work out, like I, I don't wish bad upon anyone. I don't wish bad upon, you know, any situation about anybody. Like I don't want that because everything that you put out is going to come back to you. And I, and I, and I don't want my heart to be filled with bitterness because the situation didn't work out in my favor. You know, it did work out in my favor when you think about it, you know, like I, now I'm in a place in my life that I, I forgot what it was, you know, to be be happy and enjoy my family. I forgot what it was to to be excited about life. Like I've been given opportunities, been able to do things that I would never have been able to do if I was still stuck in that same situation. And, you know, following God and having trust in who he is, is having faith in the dark seasons and knowing that like the things that are really 
the hard, they're going to, they're going to set you up for the next chapter of your life. Getting laid off was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I'm so thankful that God listened to my prayers and that he heard me and that he gave me all the wisdom to know that this is his plan. And I'm so thankful that he brought me to him. Like he, he, he was tugging on my heart and it took me so long to, to finally go seek him. And if you seek God, you will find him. If you, if you're looking for answers, if you open up the Bible, you will, you will find the the missing piece that you feel your soul is needed. Like a lot of the times, you know, it's, it's really hard to talk about these things because sometimes people just, they don't understand, you know, because it, it can kind of come off like, Oh, like this girl's crazy. Like she, she's over here. Like she's, it's, it's just, it's, too much. And I'm just like, no, but the thing is, is like, I want you guys to feel the grace of God. And, um, my recommendation to you first and foremost, if, if you know, maybe going to church is too much for you reading the Bible. I know reading the Bible can be really, really difficult. Um, cause you don't know where to start. And I wouldn't like, I was the, Oh, put your hand and open it and read that. But, um, look up on Google where to start. Um, they say that the new Testament is the best way to start and little by little, you don't have to read a whole much. Just read little by little. And the thing is, it's like, there'll be messages within the word. And um, it's honestly so beautiful. It's so, it's so beautiful to read and just like see certain things. And honestly, also too, you have to know that when you decide to, to give your life to Jesus, there is surrendering. There's power in surrendering. Um, surrendering is something that I've always you know, I've seen when, you know, my dad got clean, they always talk about the serenity prayer, which is just, um, you know, to surrender to, to who he is and, and to God's plan versus your own plan. And I think there is power in that. There's nothing wrong in surrendering. I think it's so beautiful when you have the faith to put your hands up in church and surrender to God. I think there's something so beautiful about having that faith. And I remember when I went to church for the first time and I saw people raising their hands, I was like shook. I was like, what? Y'all are worshiping with your hands up. I, I don't think I can do that. My, I was so, I was so closed, you guys. Like I, I just was like, I was holding on to, to control. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I'll, I'm like, I, I don't think I can do it. And I was like, and I want to do it. Like, I remember going to church the first time and seeing everyone worship and surrender and love Jesus and be so out loud with it. And I was like, I like, am I going to be able to be at that point one day? Because that's what I want. I want to be at that point where I have no doubt and that I can raise my hand up in church and be like, yes, this is Jesus. My God, he's here for me. And I didn't think that that was going to be able to happen for me. And it happened for me. Like I, now I go to church and I, and I raise my hand up and it just is such an amazing feeling. And I just, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to even sit here and have this conversation with you guys. If you are someone that is seeking guidance in any type of way, um, you know, God, God loves you no matter what, no matter what you do, he died for you on the cross. He wants you to live a life full of purpose and there's nothing that you can do that will make him love you less. And I feel like sometimes we turn away from, from wanting to know God, because at least for me, like, I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm low key. I've done some things, but that is the whole point of coming to God is knowing that like, there's nothing that you can do that will make him love you less. Like he will love you no matter what. And like, you can mess up time and time again and like, you know, come to him and he's going to have that grace for you. So, um, I just thank you guys so much for sticking through the podcast, for listening to this story. You know, I would love to hear your testimony. Um, this was definitely my testimony this year, showed me exactly who God is. And, you know, it taught me that following God's plan is always going to be better than following your own plan. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please share with me your testimony. I don't have to share them on Instagram. I just want to hear them. And um, I just thank you guys so much for writing with the podcast and, and showing so much support and love. And I just hope that, you know, this message came across, you know, with grace. And I always like, I always like pray before the podcast to allow God to like really work through me and allow me to just, you know, I want to, I want to put the best foot forward and I want to say the best things and I don't want, you know, to do anything that isn't following in his, in his, you know, plan. So I'm just so thankful for you guys. Um, please like, and rate wherever you listen to the podcast. If you can like rate and subscribe, it really helps me out so much. And if you can share this podcast with someone that, you know, I would absolutely be so thankful for that. And I love you guys so, so much. And that's all I got to say for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.